What's going on, golf addicts? This is an interview with new PGA Tour rookie Davis Thompson out of the University of Georgia. Had a great Corn Ferry Tour season, one on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's yet another member of the Sea Island Mafia. We have a good time with this one, talk about Davis's game, uh, how he thinks it's going to set up best on the PGA Tour. We're going to talk about the Sea Island Mafia. I kind of give him some funny superlatives, and he tells me of all the guys out there, you know, most game with the ladies, biggest shit talker, biggest gambler, most likely to get arrested. You'll be very surprised by that answer. And then at the end, we're going to talk a little Georgia Bulldogs, a little college football. So if you're not a Georgia fan at that point, you might just want to turn it off. But it's okay. It's okay. We get it. Uh, As always, if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, write something nice. Even if you did that a few months ago, you can do it again, and it still helps us out. If you're on Spotify, you can also leave a review on Spotify. And really... That's one of the nicest things you can do for us. So if you appreciate all the content, it takes a lot of work to line up these interviews and knock these things out and get on these guys' schedule. If you appreciate it, if you're grateful for it, because it's giving you a little bit of an edge when it comes to DFS and betting with some of these guys that are coming out, uh, you could do that for us, and it would mean a lot. It helps boost us, helps us get discovered in the uh, podcast store as well as on Spotify. So without further ado, here is another Georgia Bulldog and Seattle Mafia member, Davis Thompson. All right, Golf Addicts, really pleased to have another DGD, a damn good dog, on the podcast. We got Davis Thompson. You guys are probably pretty familiar with Davis. He's played a lot on the PJ Tour, but, dude, we uh, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, David. All right, man. So, obviously, there's an elephant in the room we got to address, you know. Uh, there's a beef, possibly irrational, but I think still a beef that Davis Riley has with you. I think he feels threatened as possibly the best Davis in professional golf. Now, with you coming in, how are you going to handle that this season? And when do you think you'll knock him off the throne as the uh, the best Davis on the PGA Tour? I think the listeners want to know. It's a UGA-Alabama battle. He knows it's kind of the year of the dogs, the momentum, the tides have changed. How are you going to handle that, man? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> you know, I've played with Davis before, and he's a great guy. Um, but uh, I know it's definitely an elephant in the room. We've got to have that conversation. I mean, somebody's got to be at the top. but. Uh, no, all jokes aside, I mean, he's he's obviously a great player. He had a great rookie year. Yeah. And, um, you know, just looking forward to competing with him out there. Well, as dog fans, you know, and I'm one letter from being a Davis. So I'm going to cheer. I'm going to pull for you to kind of, you know, dethrone Davis if he thinks he's like the guy right now. Um, so we're, we're pu- obviously pulling for dogs on top here. By the way, how did you from Auburn, Alabama, if I'm if I'm reading this right, get to Georgia? Yeah, so. I grew up a huge Georgia fan. My dad went to Georgia. My mom went to Auburn. So we kind of had a house divided situation. Mm. Um, but growing up, I always loved red and black and um, pulling for Georgia. So, you know, once Coach Hack at Georgia got me, gave me the opportunity to, to go to school there, I, I took it and um, just fell in love with Athens. And it was just a great four years there. I love that. Was, was Alabama or Auburn coming after you? I'm sure they were. Yeah, they were. They were, um, they were my top three schools, Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia. But yeah. um, it just kind of came down to just a comfort level for me. And, um, you know, I just I loved Athens. That's awesome, man. We love Athens. It's a good time. Uh, all right. So now, you know, for our listeners that don't give a rip to hear us talk about Georgia all, you know, the whole show, uh, let's get into this. I mean, obviously, our listeners are pretty familiar, I'd say, with you. We have a pretty educated listener base in terms of you know, uh, guys on tour just because we're constantly looking at you guys for DFS on DraftKings or betting or something like that. So 
you know, you've got, a, I don't know, a dozen or so PGA Tour events under your belt. So we're used to seeing you a little bit uh, on the tour, but now obviously earning your full tour card. You had a win on the Corn Ferry Tour this season, had a great year. Uh, I guess from your, from your mouth, tell us about Davis Thompson's game, the, the strengths, the weaknesses, the things that you think will translate really well on the PGA Tour, knowing some of those courses, knowing how the PGA Tour sets up a lot of golf courses, and then those things that you know you got to work on to kind of take the next step. Yeah, I think, um, you know, just from like a statistical standpoint, my greens and regulation percentage was was pretty good this year on the Corn Ferry Tour. And, um, you know, kind of on the opposite end of that, my bad stats were, I think that kind of gets skewed, but my bad stats were, you know, like putts for greens, stuff like that. But, you know, yeah. when you hit a lot of greens, you know, you're probably yeah. going to have more 20 to 30 footers for birdie, and you're not going to make all of those. So, um, you know, I would say, me personally, I'm more of just like a steady player. Um, try to hit as many fairways and greens as possible and try to make it as stress-free as possible. You know, tapping in for par is, is never a bad thing. And, um, you know, if I if the putter gets hot, I can I can take it really deep, just like, you know, I did in, in Raleigh and uh, Chicago this year on the Corn Ferry Tour. So it's, um, you know, this year I was kind of a little bit frustrated with my consistency. just felt like it was either feast or famine and um you know i'm just looking forward to trying to be more and more consistent um on the pj tour because that's kind of the the name of the game out there is you know how many you know 50th places you can get and as opposed to 50th how can you turn those into a 35th yeah. and 35th and 20th and so on and so on and i know i mean obviously if it was that easy everybody would be doing it and everybody would be number one player in the world but um you know, it's just something that's you just have to figure out if you want to be one of the top 50 players in the world. For you, having played, like I said, around a dozen or so events on tour, like what do you think is the biggest difference in how a, a standard week on the PGA Tour golf course is set up versus a Corn Ferry Tour setup? We're going to get right back to the Davis Thompson interview, but if some of you out there want to make a little extra side cash, you want a side hustle, you want to do something maybe part-time on the side, or maybe you wanted to take over your full-time job and work from home, we've got a solution for you. My friend Kevin McCurley started a company over 20 years ago, buying and selling tickets for sporting events all over the country, for concerts, for comedy shows, for whatever it is you want to do or see or people want to do or see. You can get tickets through him. And what he's doing is he's teaching you how to be a broker. It's called smartscalpers.com, and it all happens online. There's no face-to-face -face interaction, you're not standing on the side of you know, some corner somewhere, but you're buying and selling tickets with a sophisticated and intelligent software driven all online, and Kevin's proven it can work. Now with over 16 franchisees in, since 2019 and starting the smart, smart Scalpers, there's no strings attached. You can get out anytime, and they provide all the training. They, they get you started. They train you while you're going. They have all the support staff necessary. They'll train you weekly. And a lot, of their, a lot of their franchisers and brokers are doing this as a side hustle, and some of them are making more money than their full-time job. So if you're interested in learning more, there's no commitment, again, no strings attached, and I trust Kevin. Um, I've known him for a long time, and he's proven this can work. You need to text the number 706-755-5974. Again, that number is 706-755-5974. Text that number. Tell them you're interested in learning more about Smart Scalpers. 
and tell them the Tour Junkie sent you. Again, 706-755-5974. Get yourself a little side hustle. Everybody needs a little bit of side hustle, a little extra cash, and you can do it right there from home as little or as often as you'd like. It's a great opportunity. Now back to Davis Thompson. Yeah, I think the PGA Tour grows the rough up a good bit more than the Corn Ferry Tour. That puts more of an emphasis on, you know, hitting more fairways and um, driving the golf ball really well. And um, Which you did really uh, well, right? Corn Ferry Tour. I think you're like fourth in total driving, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's something I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. Just to be able to honestly not change anything and just translate that into the tour. And, um, you know, firmness of greens and tucked hole locations. I mean, it, it all depends on you know, the course conditions and how much rain they've had, stuff like that. I mean, this last week at Victoria National, I mean, in the practice rounds, it was firm and fast and really good. And and then it started to rain and it got really soft and we played ball in hand and then the guys were shooting yeah. a gazillion under par. So, I mean, it's it's just, it doesn't matter how hard the golf course is. I mean, if you, if you factor in rain and stuff, I mean, guys are going to shoot low. So when you look at the PGA Tour schedule for yourself coming up, I'm sure you've, you've worked through all that. And again, you're already familiar with a lot of these courses. Just name a few specifically that, like, if, as you look out on the schedule, you're like, yeah, that place is a place where I feel like I can really, I can really contend or I can really, you know, make, make some money because it, it just suits my eye or I enjoy the course or I like the putting surfaces or whatever it is. Like, what are a handful of those courses that you, you see that on, on the tour schedule and you're excited to get to? You know, I really haven't, like, sat down and thought about, like, the golf courses, particularly because I haven't played a good bit of them. Yeah. Um, I would like to think I, have a, I would have a lot of success at, at RSM this year at um, Sea yep. Island. Yep. You know, it's, it's kind of tough right now because I don't really know which events I'm going to get in. But at the same time, you know, I do know what I like and what I – what I don't like, yeah. but, um, you know, it seems like this year, a lot of my success came on bent greens, um, and mixture of bent and poana and really just tree line golf courses. So it's kind of like an old school feel for me, um, that I really like courses like up in Chicago really suit my eye. And, um, you know, those are, those are the type of weeks that you can't it's it's just a fine line between you can't put too much pressure on yourself to play well but at the same time you just yeah. gotta let it come to you and uh and just go out and execute because you know you know you know what what suits your eye yeah speaking of that like so rsm you're you're obviously you live in sea island right you're one of mm-hmm. the sea island mafia um what i mean how nuts is that week for you guys in general but also you personally just being that home game, but also it's like the in, it's the last event of the PGA Tour season. So like the PGA Tour staff, people, everything's like really laid back. But I would imagine you also have some demands, being that it's at home. Um, what what are your thoughts on that versus like you know obviously a regular event out on tour where you're traveling like this coming up week or something, you're not going to have some of those demands. How how does that? How do you have to handle that? Yeah, it's. Like you said, it's very laid back. The tournament does a great job with, yeah, you know, having it be. It it just has a good vibe to it. I mean, it's it's at Sea Island. I mean, the lodge. It's it's all just first class. But um, at the same time, with a lot of us being living, a lot of us living here, um, 
pretty likely like we're going to have like an obligation during the week to do something, whether it's yeah. like a, a kid's clinic or like a putting challenge or something like that, which I mean, I, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, as long as I get as much preparation as I can and for the tournament, but uh, yeah, it, it's definitely different when it's, it's at your home just because I feel like all your friends and family want to come because, you know, it's your home course and um, my family lives here too. So a lot of, in the past, a lot of my family members have come down for the tournament and, um, and watched. So like I said, there's a fine line between, you know, trying to play with those expectations to go out and play well and just letting the rounds come to you. Yeah. So, uh, so who do you have a, do you have a swing coach, short games coach? Who, who do you use? Yeah, my swing coach is Eric Eshelman. Okay. He's based out of uh, Country Club of Birmingham. Have you so, been with him uh, for a while? Yeah, so growing up in Auburn, um, yeah, he was only two hours away. So I, I started working with him when I was probably 12 or 13 years old, so I've been working with him for a really long time. And then tell us about who you got on the bag and like how that relationship started and all that. Yes, my daddy is... Um, his name is Dean Emerson. Um, he caddied for Doc Redman when he won the U- U.S. Amateur and uh, caddied for Rob Oppenheim past couple of years. And then once they split after Corn Ferry Finals last year, Dean was kind of looking for a bag, and um, he knew my agent really well. And then I played with him and Rob at Congaree last year in my first pro start, so I, I met him then. And then... Uh, I needed a caddy for Sanderson Farms last year because I got a sponsor invite into that tournament. And it just kind of worked out that he hadn't picked up anybody yet. And um, we've, been to, we've been with each other ever since. Nice. So um, I have a question for you. This is going to seem really random, but we like to ask everybody just because there's always potential. We, we, we talked to Matt Naismith about this earlier. I would have never thought Naismith would have had some of the answers he had, but it was fantastic. So I just got to dig. You've had some rounds on the PGA Tour. You've been out there. Have you ever had any personal experiences with Siwoo Kim? No. No. I've never, okay. I've never met Siwoo. Okay. All right. So your homework, Davis, is to m- create interactions with Siwoo Kim. Okay? Okay. You will not regret it. You will not. <laughs> I promise. Find a way to eat breakfast with him, lunch with him, practice round, something. If, you're, if you get paired with him, just watch him. Okay? He's... Sounds One good. of the most electric people on the PGA Tour, and you would never guess. I promise you. Yeah, I would, I would have never guessed that. The, the first time you, you have an interaction or you see something or you hear something that's hilarious that you witness yourself, you're going to think back to this podcast and go, that dude was right. That guy was right. Yeah. Okay. So cr- yeah. I want you to create some interactions. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. And then let, get back to me when you, have your, you know, when you have your first one. You're like, dude, you will not believe what this guy said or did on the golf course. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Trust me. All right, so I want to ask you a couple things about the Sea Island Mafia. We, we got so many guys down there. I can't even keep up with how many guys are down there. So we talked to Grayson Sig just a few weeks ago. I talked to Ben Griffin. I didn't even know Ben Griffin was down there. Um, but there's so many of y'all. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of cool dudes. We're, 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 uh, we know a lot of them personally. But I just want to, I'm just going to run through a few like superlatives, and you tell me who it is out of the guys that live down there at Sea Island. Perfect. The first one is, who has the most game with the ladies? And even if they're like cuffed up, I get it, you know, but like potentially who you think would have the best game with the ladies. I don't know, I would probably say 
I'd probably say Ben Griffin. Ben? He just has, he just has a personality that's very outgoing, and you know, I feel like he's, he, could, uh, he could smooth talk him. Is he, is he got a girlfriend? Or is he married? What, what's he? He, he has a girlfriend. He has yeah. a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. All right, Ben Griffin. I, I wish I would have known that before I talked to him. Um, all right, best dancer. I guess I'll go with Keith Mitchell. Really? Yeah, I guess, you know, once again, he has a huge personality. I can see him. I could see him getting down at weddings. <clears throat> but you never witnessed it yourself? Never witnessed okay. it myself, no. Um, most athletic? Uh, I'll go with myself. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What, were you, how, how many sports did you play in high school? Um, I mean, I played everything growing up, and then once I got to high school, I played golf. basketball and golf. Uh, basketball throughout. and golf. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, biggest shit talker. Uh, Patton Kazar. I could see that. Yeah, he's not. He's not afraid to. to okay. Um, I could see that. Yeah, he's not afraid to dish it out. He's actually talked shit to me before. Um, now that <laughs> I think about it. Yep. Uh, all right. Biggest gambler. Oof. Biggest gambler. We doing biggest gambler, biggest chaser. <laughs> either one, either or, either or, yeah, both and. Oh man, um, once again, I feel like Patton always always has a game going. Um, every time I play with him, he's he's like the commissioner of setting up teams. He's in charge of everything. Games. Yeah, yeah. The rest of us are just kind of in the backseat. Is Patton like trying to stick around Sea Island and like when Davis Love? you know, finally like retires from being the mayor of Sea Island. That that's Patton's job. Is that what he's trying to do? <laughs> I, I guess he's so. positioning. Himself. I guess so. Maybe he's second in line. I don't know. He's the biggest clown. Just the, the biggest jokester, funny guy, always on. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Will Gordon is. Will Gordon's down there. God, yeah, he, he is. He moved down here. I swear like the whole November. population of Sea Island is professional yeah. golfers. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had a lot of serious conversations with Will, but the majority of our conversations are <laughs> joking around. Nice. Who hits it further, you or Will? Uh, Will. Will's, he as, him, as much as it pains me to say that. Is Will. he the longest driver on Sea Island? Yes. He can hit it, huh? He, yeah, he sends it. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have a lot of big hitters down here, yeah. too, so it's, it's pretty impressive. Well, who has the worst short game of all the, of all the pro? Worst short game? <laughs> uh, Will Gordon. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most likely to get arrested for anything. I'll go Brian Har- Brian Harmon here. What? Yeah, that's a hot take. Because, well, I just feel like Brian doesn't back down from anybody, and if he if he gets in a situation, <laughs> I feel like he wouldn't be afraid to just to just beat somebody up or do something like that. I, I mean, mean, he's he's a fighter. Is he? I guess he has to be. I mean, at least he's obviously very short. Very short guy, but he yeah, but he he's got a personality that he he doesn't take it from anybody. He'll crawl so. on your head. What uh? Yeah. Do you know Brian Harmon's nickname? I do not know. You don't. No. He got it at Georgia. Um, Brendan Todd told us about how he earned it. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you another piece of homework. I can't believe I'm, I I didn't mean to do this, but two pieces of homework. The first one is Siwu. The second is ask Brian Harmon. How he got the nickname Cockbite. Okay. I actually have heard that one. Okay. You I, have I, heard? I just didn't know if it's the same one, but yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I have heard that one from uh, nice. my coach at Georgia. Yep. Yep. 
Okay, cool. It's a great story. Great story if you haven't heard the story behind it. Um, I haven't heard the story, but I, I, I have heard the nickname. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, awesome. Well, I do want to end on just some dog talk, man. I mean, obviously, we, you know, we're recording this just after the, the first game of the year against Oregon. Um, well, I guess, first of all, like just were you at the national title game? We were there. Were you there in Indy? I was not, no. What? We were, um, well, we were flying out to the Bahamas like a few days after that, and it was just tough because they were very strict on COVID stuff, so I didn't want to go mm. up to Indianapolis and get it or have anything happen. Oh, but, yeah, we so. all got COVID after Indianapolis. Like, literally right. everybody I was I with got it. <laughs> um, but no, I, I watched it in my living room right over there with uh, Spencer Ralston, who is my teammate at Georgia and now lives down here. and. Um, <laughs> You know, another teammate of mine. Yeah, I at one point pregame we had we had done the lunch thing, and then we went to this tent, huge like big top tent that was Georgia fans only, and they were playing bangers, and there were drinks everywhere. But it was literally, I mean, if you move through the crowds, I mean, you had to like suck in and yeah. move that way. And I, I at one point I looked at Pat and I was like, I see, I can physically see drops of COVID leave that person's <laughs> mouth. It was like. We knew. We walked out of that place to go into the actual stadium. We were like, we all got it, but oh well. Yeah, we all got it now. This is what yeah. we get because we're going to be at this game, and it was amazing. Um, yeah. So I guess just maybe uh, your thoughts on, on the dogs, on the outlook for the year, if you got any cool stories about, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if you knew any of those guys when you were in school there or whatever. Just let's, let's talk some dogs for a second before we get you out of here. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to be really good again this year. Um, obviously the defense lost a lot and the defense, I thought had a good performance, um, this past weekend, but, uh, we also don't know how good Oregon is. I mean, I think they're top five team in the Pac-12, but at the same time, I I just feel like our offense got a lot better, uh, Stetson getting a lot more confidence being the guy the whole off season. I think it's going to be a good year. Um, I I think you're going to see a lot of points and, um, you know, I think after the fourth or fifth game, the defense will kind of start to settle in and um, and really start playing like a Kirby Smart defense. But um, yeah, I think the only funny story I have is um, my freshman year, I had tutoring with Jake or not Jake Kamara, Jake Fromm, um, and we were just in tutoring for the first couple of weeks, and then and then he starts at Notre Dame and wins and he now he becomes quarterback <laughs> and then all of a sudden he, he's not showing up to tutor. He, uh, <laughs> he didn't need that anymore. So Jeez. is he pretty funny. What team is he on now in the NFL? Giants? Bills? You know, he was, was on the Giants last year. I don't know if he's on the team this year. Oh, uh, okay. But uh yeah, he's a, he's actually a really smart guy. He always did well in, in yeah in school, but I just thought that was funny. That, that is pretty funny. I'm no more from I don't I don't need any more tutoring. <laughs> I think, you know, our schedule is obviously, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy, I think, now after Oregon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's favorable. It does appear that uh, Florida is, and it's always Florida, right? It's always Florida and Georgia. But to me, it's like Florida's the only game that's really tough for the remainder of the year because um, I think that Anthony Richardson kid looks really good. Um, but other yeah. than that, it's like I'm a little worried that we won't get as tested going into like SEC championship playoffs. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right on that. I mean, 
Florida looked really good last last week. We'll okay. see how Kentucky is this week. They Florida and Kentucky play each other. Yeah, and then uh, you know I think you know Tennessee can score a lot of points too. So that one kind of jumps out at me. We play them at home this year. Yeah, um, yeah. Those are probably the three games that I would circle. Um, just obviously the Florida game is always big, and then uh, Tennessee and, and Kentucky. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it was a promising start last week. I think. Um, I mean, I think you and and you know that the other the Riley guy. I'm not going to say his name. I think you and him. You know, if we meet an SEC title game again, or maybe maybe it's another national title with Georgia and Alabama. You guys need to have like the jersey bet that JT and Kiz Kiz had. You, you know, maybe you guys take yeah. the mantle from them or something. You got to yeah, have depends something. On, de- depends on how confident I am. <laughs> I would have done it. I would have done it last year. But a, uh, a bet between the Davises and and the Alabama Georgia thing, we gotta we gotta get that going. The the PJ Tour will eat that up. They're, they're, they will love that. Yeah, media media would eat that up. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Listen, we appreciate it. Best of luck in your uh, in the fall season here coming up, and obviously, uh, get, you know, next year. I uh, appreciate you coming on the Tour Junkies podcast. We'd love to have you on again one of these days. Uh, have a big year, and don't forget your two pieces of homework. Siwoo Kim. Yep. Got it. And get the story behind that, uh, behind that, that Ryan Harmon nickname. That'll be funny. And then you can tell we'll him where you, where you were told to ask that, and he'll be like, who? What? He, he <laughs> has no idea who we are. But Brendan and Todd uh, told the story on our show a couple years ago. It was great. So thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate the time, and uh, good luck this year. I appreciate it. Thank you.